Welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver with your host, Chris Carell. Join us each week as we explore how to live a life by design by applying the tools and techniques of emotional intelligence and personal transformation. Here's Chris. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver. I'm Chris Garrell, author of Typhoon Honey, The Only Way Out is Through, and recently uh, a book called Learning to Feel. And uh, in that, um, it's a book about emotional intelligence, and um, I explore how we have learned how to suppress our emotions and what do we need to do to get it back. And today, I am delighted to welcome um, my friend and longtime colleague, um, Yuka Nakasoni um, from Barcelona, um, all the way, she traveled all the way here via Zoom so that we could <laughs> so that we could talk together um and and our topic today is is emotions across the cultures and both of us have done Yuka far more than I uh but both of us have done a lot of work internationally um and have observed people in different cultures and what we notice is there are distinct differences about how people relate to their emotions, how they express their emotions, or don't express them. In some some cultures are very uh, reserved about their emotional expressions, and some cultures are much more out there. Um, I'll, I'll cite American culture as, you know, like really out there. You know what we feel, you know, we're very expressive, our hands are all over the place, and and uh, and things like that. And, and so it's um, it's something that we're pretty aware of and and we want to just discuss a little bit today about how emotions vary um and what started our conversation yoko was you know the other day we were talking about um somebody we totally love and admire aaron meyer um who is wrote the the book called the culture map um and she uh, she works a lot with business people on cross-cultural business dealings and how uh, how that works but what we both noticed is she even though she lives in Paris and has been there for I don't know 15 18 20 years I don't know a long time um she's very american in her presentation in that she mm-hmm. has this big shiny grin um while she's talking and and my reaction is well that's very american you know and i wonder how that plays in other countries and um you know, what when when you see erin present um you know on her on her her youtube videos on her ted talks and things like that what's what's your reaction um to you know just just to her smile and her energy level yeah uh and thank you very much for inviting it's uh, very nice to be here with you and all of the audience. Well, around Erin Meyer, I didn't think about how she's American when she presents until you said it. But it's very true. And after that, I tried to get her presentation in French because she lives in Paris and she says she teaches in French as well. Mm. So I tried to get her French recording. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I couldn't see anything on the internet. Mm. 
so I can't compare. But one of my colleagues from London, she is a cross cross cultural expert, and she posted some very similar content the other day. So I took a look and I observed her how she expressed. And actually, you're right. She doesn't smile too much. She doesn't. She's more expressive, maybe, than Japanese people presenting, but <laughs> not yeah. at that energy level. Very clearly expressed and articulated because it's、uh, for a global audience. So maybe there are some、mm. people who are not English as the first language, you know.、Yeah. So that's the reason why these.、Uh, Close cultural experts speak clearly, maybe more clearly、mm. than other people consciously. But there's difference between this side of the pond and the other side of the pond. I would say, you know. Yeah, right. So I, I guess your observation is really.、Um, Let's say, kind of true, and I I, I just don't know、mm. how much. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, so I do remember when I was doing presentation,、uh, you know, a couple presentations in in London.、Um, the feedback I got was that I. I spoke too much with my hands.、Um, I was, you know, bigger than life,、um, and you know, and, and my energy level was way too high. You know、yeah. that 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 didn't work in in the British culture,、mm-hmm. um, where they're a little bit more reserved about、mm-hmm. um, emotions and and feelings.、Um, I learned somewhere, and I don't remember how or what.、Um, I remember reading that there is no、uh, psychotherapy in、um, in England. You know that I, I know where I got it from.、Um, the、uh, the the brothers Andrew and Philip.、Um, mm. You know the when they were princes and stuff, they were sitting down with their wives, and and it was just a casual conversation. And and、um, uh, who's the one that's married to to? Markle,、uh, Meghan Markle. I I don't know the royals very well, but、um, but the 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 redheaded one was saying、um, that he was seeking therapy about、um, mm. the loss of their mother, Princess Diane,、mm. um, and and they were talking about how that's so not the British culture. You're you know like、mm. the, grin and bear it, carry on. Um, mm. Is is sort of the you know the British culture, so you know so you know I I picked it up from those kinds of cues that I notice、mm. you know how、um, how some presenters like like Erin who's you know, just so enthusiastic and she leans into the audience she she leans into her words she's very physically demonstrative not just with her smile and her energy but the, with her whole body language.、Um, And then we go to a, you know a country like、um, the Netherlands or Germany,、um, mm-hmm. where、um, you know there's a, a there's a sense of stoicism、um, there,、um, despite the fact that they have very deep emotions.、Um, mm-hmm. 
we were talking before we started the call. Um, I remember reading um, The Sorrows of Young Werther when I was in college. And and it's a story about this young um, Burgermeister who is there to, you know, kind of manage the city and, and stuff. And, um, and so he sits on a hillside and he watches the, the town and he sees this young, uh, you know, this young wife, uh, this, this, this woman who's married and has children. And he just thinks she's so beautiful and he falls in love with her mm-hmm. without ever meeting her, without ever talking with her and out of respect to her, never ever will approach her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his sorrow is that he is pining away for this love, this deep, deep love that's unexpressed. You know, and held within. And so his letters to his friends are uh, his friend is always, you know, how much it hurts, you know, Mm. just to be in love and not be able to express it. And it sort of, you know, kind of is the Germanic way. It's like there's all these feelings, but we don't express them. So my question here is. If. This were to be an American Hollywood movie. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the plot? I mean, well, the plot would be, you know, we would put, we'd put, you know, a Japanese, a Chinese, a Korean, um, an American, an Australian, um, a German, a Hungarian, and a British, and a, and a Dutch, um, and all or a, men or women, you know, doesn't matter. We'd put all these different cultures in a room, mm-hmm. um, and and there's no exit, and they have to deal with each other. <laughs> <laughs> And the plot would be, how do they work it out? You know, their frustrations mm. in their communication. Oh, as, yeah. I mean, as someone who's native to Japan, mm-hmm. you know, tell me a little bit about how you were instructed on feelings and emotions. And, you know, we, we've had many conversations about the Japanese culture, but, you know, tell us about, about that, you know, growing up and, and what you learned about feelings and emotions and definitely we suppress emotions and especially i feel bad thinking about how japanese boys are taught not Mm. to cry not to you know whine not to because you're a boy you can't do that Mm. that's something I think it's very unfortunate mm. that right. mothers teaches mothers teach boys like that. Is the instruction course, for girls different? Um, we can kind of cry, yes. <laughs> and there, but Japanese boys are really instructed not to. Not to cry, not to yeah. whine, not to express. And society itself is, of course, directed by these people. I mean, the unfortunate fact is that the Jap- my country, Japan, is one of the, the let's say, most developed countries. Mm-hmm. And there, we're managing managing fortune 
right? Mm-hmm. But if we talk about the the equality in the society, talking about women and men, it's faster to count from behind, right? It's 100 something in 200. So it's really unfortunate the society itself is um, run in that way. Mm-hmm. But imagine all the men are kind of directed and taught from the beginning not to express. Right. So the society right. itself is, uh, I guess, you, you know, you, you teach leadership, right? So right. The, yeah. Yeah. the crowd or the, the people really reflect who the leader is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess. So the Japanese culture not expressing too much is a part reflecting that. Yeah, yeah. And a part, it's really oriental culture that is more oriented to the organizations, Yeah, small or big, from family to your community to your society to company to school to everything else that they are more important that right. you are as an individual. Well, so and, individual and, emotions yeah. is not important. Right, right. And and you know, we talk a lot about high context cultures and low context cultures, mm-hmm. you know, and how uh, America as a low context culture, um, we're very explicit and we're very direct in our communication. We'll mm-hmm. explain, you know, um, we, you know, the rule of thumb in doing presentations in America is tell them what mm-hmm. you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. You know, so you repeat the message three times so you're sure that it's sinking in. And that would never happen in a, a high context culture like Japan, um, where, you know, it's it's expected that you understand um, and that you listen deeply, you know. Um, so there, there's there's that variable there where, you know. Countries different different in terms of of their contextualization of mm-hmm. emotions and thoughts, but you're also pointing to something else that is really important in most Asian cultures, which is that the community and the family and the group mm-hmm. are more important than the individual. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know you would never. Um, expect someone in the group to assert themselves over anybody else. No. Um, because that's just not done. The group comes mm-hmm. first. So I'm a part of the group and, and, and so my, my emotions or my feelings about things are less important than yeah. how the group performs and how it works together. Exactly. And yeah. you, you learn this in a very hard way because. Mm. Of course, from the kindergarten to school, up until you graduate from the uh, elementary school, secondary school, then you can choose to study more in the university. In all scenarios, you're taught 
to respect the harmony, respect the organization from the first mm-hmm. moment. And of course, kids are kids. So maybe they express their opinions, emotions, or whatever it is. But usually, usually, maybe there are exceptions, but usually they get hit if they assert. Even if they are right. Yeah. For oh, example, wow. I was I was uh, hated by the by the teacher in the Oriental uh, in in the the Occidental world I'm living in. Yeah, I am kind of not speaking up, silent, quiet, all that you want. But in Japan, you are very I, outspoken. <laughs> yeah, I I'm very outspoken. Yeah, so right. I I started to tell teachers in the classroom, hey, I saw something else in the book, blah, 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 raising my hand. Yeah. Teachers hated me. Oh, my goodness. It is not supposed to do. Yeah. Know? So... Where in America we we'd get points, we get we'd get stars mm-hmm. and 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 kudos for for doing that. Yeah. I also remember, you know, some time ago, a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, you were going through a particularly rough, you know, patch, mm-hmm. and um, and you were saying we were on Zoom, and you were saying, mm-hmm. you know, that you were, you know, you were very sad, mm-hmm. and your your face looked as calm and and normal as it does right now. And I and I said <laughs> offhandedly to you, well, you could tell your face. And you leaned into the camera and you said, Chris, look at me. I'm Japanese. We do not show emotion, you yeah. know, and um, and that's, you know, like uh, that was a big awakening for me because yeah. I, I hadn't realized, you know, as much as I know you and 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 you have become you know somewhat americanized somewhat spanishized or yeah <laughs> or you know because of your your uh, places that you've lived and everything you're much more expressive than than uh, most people from your culture yeah and so but... I, I you know i just never realized <laughs> that about you and you, <laughs> yeah. you told me and i go oh yeah i need to remember that you know yeah. so I listen more when when I'm talking to you and 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 oh, stuff. Oh, thank <laughs> you. And it's it's so true, though. I mean, you never know what an Oriental person is thinking, looking at their face. I mean, right? Yeah, really. So, or maybe it doesn't work to try to read somebody's emotion if you're coming from another culture. Just, mm-hmm. just that period. I mean, you can't really. You can't assume. No. 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 You know, so the best thing to do is always ask. You know, but. Mm. But yeah, even you know what? What's the thing that you were telling me about PK? Um, you know, in uh, you can't read the air. You know, somebody oh, who's yeah, illiterate. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, oh, he can't read. Yeah. Uh, tell us it, it about that. Called, what is that? It is called in Japan. It is said KY. Like oh, KY. Sorry, KY. Yeah. K is kuki air. Yeah. Y is yomenai. Yomenai. Yo yomu is read. Uh-huh. Nai is 
not. So yeah. you can't. You can't, you can't read, read the air. The air. Yeah. And that's something that we are taught mm-hmm. from the beginning of our life to really how search. to read. Yeah, how to read. How the to air. how to how to to harmonize yourself with the group you're mm. in and how to read what we need to do with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we when we when we miss the cue and we don't understand what the group dynamic is, you're taught you are KY. <laughs> you're not reading the air. Right. <laughs> you, well, it's it's insult. It's yeah. uh, it's like you're stupid. Yeah, right? right, right. You're illiterate, right? Yeah. Um, would I be considered illiterate or can't read mm-hmm. the air if I ask how are you feeling? Um, without, you know, first trying to sense that. You know, is that so is it is it not wrong, but is yeah. it is you know I guess when I it's true. When I when I ask them, I more or less know what they are feeling because i'm right. an yeah it's it's my superpower so i can read more than usual people that's for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. but i know what the expected answer is yeah yeah when i ask so i ask how are you feeling oh how are you feeling can you tell me you know yeah my right. tone is going to 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 change because mm-hmm. i'm reading mm-hmm. the 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 maybe nonverbal cues and languages yeah. they're yeah. using. So yeah. that the communication that may many Oriental people use. The thing is, um if the Chinese person a Chinese person can read Japanese person, maybe yes, maybe not, because mm-hmm. they're from this side of the world, Occidental world, they're kind of the same, but APAC well, is a yeah. They're a they're very... they're high context cultures. This they're same in that way, but very different in terms yeah. of the culture itself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, for example, the Chinese people, Korean people, Japanese people, we really um, respect the group, mm-hmm. family, tradition, mm-hmm. all that. But there are lots of details that are not the same. So mm-hmm. maybe it's kind of Japanese arrogance to say this, but it's really hard to read a Japanese person without being Japanese. Right. Maybe. Well, you can, you can I, I think that's true, you know, for just about every culture mm-hmm. i mean what what we can look at is what they're doing mm-hmm. you know because you know in in how this all works together there's sort of a cycle that starts with you know your inner beliefs you know what you've learned about the world you know mm-hmm. so as as a child growing up in japan you you learned certain behaviors and certain beliefs about this is the way the world is. Mm -hmm. Those beliefs cause your thoughts. Your thoughts then cause your feelings, your emotions. Mm -hmm. And your emotions and feelings cause you to act in a certain way. Mm -hmm. 
And those produce results. The results feed back into your belief system. Mm -hmm. They either confirm or or reject your, uh, refute your, your belief system. So that cycle continues on through life. Um, and what we see as the tip of the iceberg is what yeah. people do. Yeah. So in some ways we can watch what people do um, and and intuit a little bit about what might be the belief system going on in inside that. Because you and I could be in the same situation and observe something happening and have completely different interpretations of what's going on there. Yeah. Because of our belief systems, because mm-hmm. of how we grew up mm-hmm. and, and what's encoded in our brains as as the way it should be. You yeah. know, so you may read it differently. And yeah. and what you said about, you know, I, I don't think it's arrogance at all to say, you know, it, it, some of what goes on in Japanese culture can only be understood from a Japanese mind um, because yeah. you have that contextualization mm-hmm. and the belief structure that would explain why in this situation that person did that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know that what's really Interesting right now, there's some English speaking, but bilingual mm-hmm. Japanese people mm-hmm. with totally occidental aspects are there in Japan. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. really love to know what's going on in their mind. Right. Because what? they are born in Japan. They, they are raised in both languages mm-hmm. and they went to the Japanese school system and they, you know, and yet they're working so, in a company so, where English is the language that they use. What's the name of that company? I, I can't remember the. There's one company that the that the owner and CEO uh, does not allow anyone in the company to speak anything other than English because he believes that yeah. that's the international business language. Um, I, I think there 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 are two. I I don't know if it's yeah. true right now or not, but there are two. One is Uniqlo, the other is Rakuten. These are. Really global yeah. companies. Rakuten, that's, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, and, and even if it's two Japanese people speaking with each other, he, he, he wants them to be speaking in English. Um, and so it's really, yeah. it would be interesting, you know, for you to watch mm-hmm. that and see how the Japanese subculture that's inside of them is affecting their language <laughs> and the way they talk, you know. You know, it's really interesting that you said this uh, example because I have a mm-hmm. perfect example to talk about as my experience. Changing the language doesn't change the culture. Right. Even in the situation is in different culture, meaning... I lived in the United States. Yeah. I worked in a company which was in Massachusetts. That's the reason why I know you. Yeah, right. right, right, right. And I was speaking, of course, English in the business setting. Mm-hmm. Once I realized that, yes, I was speaking English, but in the Japanese way. Mm. I confused everybody, especially my boss, who was French, but we are in 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 the states, you know. Right. And right. I w- went into the meeting, and he explained something, 
And I said, for me, it was kind of, no, 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 we can't do that. I mean, my thought was to tell him that I don't agree, right? Mm -hmm. Japanese people say, no, um, don't say no, as you you know. So I said, okay, yes, both name. And then I went on and on why this wouldn't work. So he was completely confused. Right. You said yes. Your your answer is yes or no. You know, then I realized what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was speaking in English, but in the very Japanese, Japanese way. way. Yeah. That's amazing. I, yeah, great, I could have example. said it. Yeah, I could have said, no, my boss, I don't believe this will work because blah, blah, blah. This is the English way of expressing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I said, yes, I hear yes, and and <clears throat> without saying yes means I see you, I hear you, but yeah, I don't say that. Then I go, I believe this wouldn't work because blah, blah. That's very Japanese way. It's going to be difficult. When yeah. a Japanese person say this is going to be difficult, you can be 99% sure that she or he is saying no. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Difficult well, means no. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. What are some of the other um, differences that you notice about how different cultures, I mean, we've, we have, you and I have presented together in in yeah. Germany and Munich in Warsaw. Um, we, we've um, in, in in Barcelona. Um, yeah. You know uh, what? What are some of the differences that you notice about how people express um, feelings, um, just in terms of agreement, disagreement, and things like yeah. that in in different cultures? It's right at this moment. I'm discussing this. <laughs> was one of my clients who is um, uh, a CTO of uh, uh, a startup. Mm-hmm. So he's very scientific mind. He's uh, very straightforward, yeah. let's say. But he is Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. And I told him when he expressed something in social media, I gave him feedback. What do you want to say this in English? Right? Mm-hmm. And he explained what he wanted to say. But he didn't say, I mean, imagine Twitter's yeah. small space to express. And it has to be very clear. And if you write in English, you have to go to the point, like, I question this. Yeah. I doubt this. I don't think this is good. I don't, you know, that's a way to express, right? Mm-hmm. But in Spain, for example, it perceived as kind of simple, stupid to <laughs> say something so simple, simply. So yeah, right. we have to find Directly. a way to to make people think that what what we are thinking 
Mm -hmm. That's the sophisticated way of communicating. And that is the superb way of communication. But this doesn't work in English. No, no, no. It, 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 and so, you know, so what might be confusing to an English speaking person in Spain is all of the flowery, you know, extra details around things that are provided as part of the expression. Um, and, yeah, and never and, to the point. And, and, and it just seems like it's never to the point, right? Yeah. Right. And both parties are going to be hmm. very frustrated. Yeah. Because Spanish a Spanish person is going to to think, is he stupid? Is she stupid? Yeah. She doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. And the other part is why he's elaborating so much. Say it simply. Yeah. Right. right. So, <laughs> both parties get so frustrated. Mm -hmm. But somehow we need to make these people understand that it's not about our way of saying or or, or expressing, but our objective is to communicate. Mm -hmm. So how we are perceived correctly is the thing that we we care about. Right, right. Right? So I, I need to drive people in that way, yeah. not telling them to do this, do that, but try try them to see how they are perceived yeah. so that maybe they need to think, right? I, re I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, um, you and I had lunch with our friend Connor Neal. Um, who's mm -hmm. a professor at IESE in, in Barcelona. And and Connor was telling us about how he loved the Spanish culture. And what he loved mm -hmm. most about the Spanish culture was that the, their, their relationship with time and with the person that they're with. And mm -hmm. it's far more important to be with somebody, mm -hmm. to complete the whole conversation, to do a full you know, experience of it mm -hmm. than to be on time to the next meeting. Yes. So they're very forgiving of people who are late to another meeting because mm -hmm. they were in a previous meeting and, and, and working with somebody. Um, and, and it's understood that you gave your all to that other person. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and he, you know, it, he was contrasting that with, you know, the, the, um, British culture, yeah, is Irish, Irish, you know, <laughs> it's like, and how punctual they are and, and how curt they are about, hi, shake your hand, bye, you know, and, and, and that's it. But, but, um, you know, we, we packed so much in that conversation. It was such a full conversation that I really got the experience from Connor mm -hmm. that, um, that he gave us his full attention for the full amount of time, even though mm -hmm. he had, another appointment afterwards um, and, you know, and, and eventually had to excuse himself from, from the meeting. Mm -hmm. um, it, we, um, you know, we both really felt full, yeah. you know, at the end of the conversation, yeah. you know, and it's, it's really interesting because in Japanese culture, the Japanese culture, it's kind of reverse. Mm. You have to arrive Early. Before, mm -hmm. early. So if you don't clear the meeting room 10 minutes before the next meeting 
is coming mm-hmm. and you're there and delivering all the conversation and go over time, you're perceived to be very, very rude. rude. Yeah. <laughs> so right. It's completely reverse. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting how cultures work. So we're, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're coming up to the end of our time here and it, it goes so fast when I'm talking with you, but there are a couple of resources that we can point to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we've already talked about Aaron Myers, um, uh, culture map. Um, the the other thing that we we referred to is uh, Richard Lewis's um, view of of when cultures collide, um, mm-hmm. and and he has this you know triangle of you know placement of of um, high context, low context, mm-hmm. and you know both um, culture, uh, you know, and and where different uh, countries and and cultures fall on his map. Um, you know, are there other resources that you would point to that would help people understand how culture and emotions affect people's behaviors um, on an international level? Um, and I might say, you know, for those of you who are mm-hmm. listening, um, mm-hmm. that Yuka's job is globalization. <laughs> so yeah. she works with, uh, on a very strategic level, she works with companies on taking their product into different cultures and how you just can't translate the message from one culture to another. You have to really understand how it's going to be received and the the nuances of of language and emotion and and things like that in in each of the cultures, so that the you know the the product and the messaging around the product can be properly received or understood in the in the other culture. So, are there other resources that you could point to that that would help people um, who are listening to this? Yeah, their their podcast from London. And I think it is called Culture um, Cooper or something like that. And it is run by one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And she is a cross-cultural expert as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting contrast to these uh, two studies you pointed out. Because uh, she's and her, British. Her name is? Um Hmm. <laughs> Put you on the spot, you know, or, or say the name no, no, of the no. podcast again. Yeah, I, I think her name is. Um, sorry, I just. Yeah. I just I, I I have her. Yeah, your your nice face right, smile right, right in front, front of, of me. Yeah. But I can suddenly deliver the name yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, I think it is Culture Cooper. Culture oh, Cooper. Cooper. Kupa is a cup of tea, you know, like it's oh, okay. a really British um, yeah. expression. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and she's talking about cultural differences, how to communicate in yeah. in this global organizations. And she's really up to scratch. And this week, I think she is delivering a podcast about the uh, future of uh, work. Mm. And how we think, how we need to think about uh, this global phenomenon of, you know, uh, global teams and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So, yeah. 
That'd That's be interesting. Right. I'll, yeah. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. You can tell that we don't rehearse these things because <laughs> you know, I spring things on, on my guests. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes we don't have the rehearsed answer in our heads. So thank you so much, Yuka, for, for joining me today. Um, I always love talking with you and what you, your insights, um, you know, what you have to, to offer. So thank you. Many blessings. Um, <laughs> thank you. Arigato. Um, and and yeah. thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll see you all in the next time. Um, yeah. And that's it for today. Bye.